because I'm too turned up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know a lot about that, huh? <laughs> 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 you wish for the fuss if you did show. Wait, I'm waiting. Hey. I ain't even let you fuss if you double mm-hmm. right now, man. Mm-hmm. Like Niggas sweat it past us, they doing too much. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Yo, welcome back, welcome back to Bad Therapy with the Bad Therapy. I'm your host, Hustle Porter. We back again for another episode. Episode, I don't keep count because niggas, I'm the truth. I ain't got to keep counting that shit, man. Y'all gonna tune in when I drop anyway. Slim, I'm not here today. I gave Slim a week off. But I got a special guest in the building. You know, we got to cut the music a little bit because I will be trivial. ain't trying to get on copyrighted. So I'm gonna go pause before I get my introduction to my guest today. Ego twice. Boom. I had to dedicate that song to you, though. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Because, <laughs> you know, nigga turned over without doing his taxes. Okay. When you going to get a chance? <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> I got Amber Jones in the building. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I got the uh, Arsenio Hall claps. Dang. <laughs> I'm glad you came. Thank you. Thank you. How hey, you? you know, whatever for you. You done supported me for a long time, so, you know. Got you, man. I had to. I'm glad you came. I'm happy, man. I'm very, very excited about this episode today. So, look, I'm doing something different now. Normally, I know I, people know, y'all know, listen, I got to, my show get a little turned up, but I'm opening up different avenues to the podcast now. I got the uncut part. That's what we dropped last week. Shit went crazy. <laughs> went 10K plus uh, views on the clip on TikTok. Still going up. On bullshit clips we had. Uh, I ain't gonna cast too much for you. Oh, no, oh, no you good. Trust me. Trust me, you good. Do you, do you, please uh, do you. What else? Let's see. Uh, so I got the uncut. Now, I also want to talk with entrepreneurs, you know, real bosses, not Instagram bosses, not caption bosses. You know, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hold on now. I was the pandemic boss for a little bit, man. <laughs> PPP popping, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but I was too scared. I should do the PPP shit. Nigga still lit. But nah. Look, what's up though? How you been? I've been good, just working, you know. Working. Same old, same old. You know, all I do is work out, work out, and work. Motivate. I ain't gonna lie, you motivate me. Thank you. Like you, you know, when they say people don't be, you don't really know how many people you touch just by doing certain things. Mm -hmm. I can um give you credit for a lot of this I got going on with this podcast. Thank you. A lot of people. I've been getting so many messages like that. Like you don't know how. Secretly, you motivated me and impacted me, so like, that's like, what keep me going these like, days. Dang, like, she going crazy. Like, what, what it is with you is, like, your discipline. Mm-hmm. Like, you keep going boom, 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 boom. You do the same routine, everything going. Like, so she's successful. Because I want to look at people that got business. I know personally that's mm-hmm. real successful with their stuff, and they keep doing that. Like, all right, I got to be into my, my business. Anything out of the post got to be about something to do with my business. Like, right. you, you be doing that. You show the inside well, you keep you keep a like you keep a kind of like a what is it called like a, a boundary. Yeah. So you show so much, but you but you show just a little bit of your personal life. So we gonna try we gonna try to tap into some of your personal okay. life. But, okay. Okay. Um, let the okay. people know what you do. Okay, so my name is Amber Jones. I own LifeKey Financial Group Incorporated, LifeKey Business Services LLC, and LifeKey Tax Services LLC. Basically, all things financial literacy. I'm really big on generational wealth. Um, how I got into what I was doing. I had a career in a foot injury. I was playing professional basketball overseas. Um, and my brother was in the NFL at the time. So I was studying to go back to medical school, but 
he went to buy our mom a car. And he had like a 500 credit score. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how you got all these financial advisors and different people in your credit score 500? Mm-hmm. And so I took a tax and financial class to learn more to help him. And I raised his credit like 150 points in six months. And so I started helping people around him, family, us, and it kind of just took off from there. So I really feel like God took basketball from me to help find my purpose because I'm like, hey, you know, I went to school, went to college, graduated in the top 1% of my class. Parents loved me to death, but no one taught me about credit. I'm like, how how did no one teach me? So I realized if I didn't know, I can imagine how many other people didn't know. So, you know, I realized that they don't teach us that in school. I feel like it's modern-day slavery. Like, if no one taught my parents, how can I know? So how can we truly mm-hmm. learn if people don't teach us? So. That was the root and the foundation of my company. I truly do what I love, and God has really blessed me I was in gonna, return. I was going to ask you all that, too, in separate parts. You just killed it. I love that, though. She, I love that, though, because sometimes you go on the show, you got to pull stuff out of people, but yeah. nah, I like that, though. So elevator pitch on Now, she was she fresh off the uh, panel. You did one uh, two days ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I be in your business. Oh, my God. I be Good. in your business. Hey. I be in. <laughs> hey, that's the only way we can progress forward. I be in your business. I watch all your interviews. Low key, but um, you say you so now you do feel like this is your purpose. Mhm, mhm. Cause I know like with the basketball, if y'all don't know, I call her hoop star. She probably hate it, but I call her that cause uh. You've been calling me that for a long time. Ten years. <laughs> cause she fire, and I'll put all my money in my bank account because any you regular niggas out here for to play basketball, like anything, <laughs> I say all my money. I, I right now you give them twenty. You think so? I think so. What the last thing you hoop? Like four years ago, but I did say I was about to start back hooping recently. It's like professionals that hoop now, mm-hmm. and I've been back working out. I can't play at a high level with my foot, but I can, you know, play here and there. And I just want to start back shooting around, you know, a little something. So I do want to take a little step back because you did say you was a professional athlete mm-hmm. in the foot injury. Like, mm-hmm. I know when well, certain things happen to like a life be life in. How did, how did you know the rebound from, like, did you think you ever rebound from, that injury, like, did you get stuck? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Like, because sometimes, like, when I played football and that just came to a stop, mm-hmm. I ain't know which way I was going to go. I kind of got depressed a little bit. Um, everybody around was doing other things. All the people I was playing ball with was elevating. I was stuck. Like, how did you cope with, like, trying to get over that injury? I know you love basketball. Right. I went through a real depression, and that's why right now I'm such an advocate for um, helping athletes and designing a mentorship program around helping athletes. I'm writing a book now called Life After Sports because Mm. a lot of people don't realize it ain't just professional athletes. It's college and even high school. If you've been doing the same thing almost every day all your life and one day it just stopped, whether it's a game or not, that's a mental trauma. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, you know, we're in majors, that, especially athletes, majors that you're not gonna use and etc so you look up one day and you like you know you go to being something for, to nothing like especially men that's like uh superstars at mm-hmm. big schools like alabama and football and things like that you literally go from something to nothing overnight and people don't talk about that only one mm-hmm. percent of people actually make it mm-hmm. so it's a big mental drop off from a, a a status standpoint from a financial standpoint um just from a career standpoint and a lot of people don't have a a plan so I went through a depression and thank God you know my brother's in the NFL at the time I was staying with him a lot with my parents I have a lot of people surrounded that love me but it was still like a depression like I felt 
like, what do I do? I did a lot of drinking. That's when I, I've never smoked before. That's when I started like smoking, just partying every day. And I always say that was the worst time of my life because I almost had to get my foot amputated, but mm. they end up saving it. But it was the best time too, because I got the, you know, spent a lot of time with my family, friends. I felt like I didn't have a college experience because of basketball. So I just truly feel like God put us through things for a reason. And we may not understand that, but later we will. And so that's why I tell people that's going through something all the time, like stay focused on your own line and focus on what your own lane and focus on what God is trying to tell you because everybody has a story in a in a downtime. There's always a lesson. Because I think, well not, well, not the low tides. That's what you can't I call have it. the highs. Yeah, so yeah. like you got to. And I mm-hmm. just talked to my boy. We were just talking yep. before we um, started. We're like, mm-hmm. man, you fight your hardest when your back against the wall. Yeah. And, and then, mm-hmm. once, then once you fight your hardest, you keep on just being this one, trying to get out that hole. It's like you turn to a whole other monster. So mm-hmm. like. It's kind of it's kind of addictive for me. Like I know, cause sometimes I put myself in a fucked up position, right? <laughs> but I, but I know I'm a always bounce back. Always bounce I'm a, back. Like, now I'm at the point where I can't be putting myself in those positions. So I got to make sure that I, yeah, it can't be. Sometimes yeah. you can't bounce back. You know, you might have to bounce, but it might take a longer time. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand the power of adversity. Mm-hmm. Adversity is what makes people all the time. That's why a lot of people who they say come from the struggle and stuff. That are people who you have to learn how to embrace struggle, embrace it. Because I don't know if y'all watched the movie Air. People, um, I did. Yeah, the the line that they said that people think it's the destination that's the goal, but it's really the journey. journey. You are made who you are as a person in the journey. So you got to embrace. Said whether it's good or bad. Hit him yeah. with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him, he messed up all the yeah, so. I do, I do love the journey. I love the journey. I love the hustle. I saw that nigga off of uh, paid in full, but I love the hustle. Like mm-hmm. I love the journey because. I don't look at it as gonna happen next day. Boom! Like with the podcasting, when I first started. I couldn't get nobody listening. People starting to pick up now. It's been two, on two, almost three years, but now it's trying to get that real track. People started seeing you doing it, but like a lot of people gave up because it ain't turned out how we, how they want to turn out. But you guys got to keep going, got to keep going. And I feel like you did that with your business. Like mm-hmm. so you start out with just with your brother, then boom, next thing you know, whole business. Over ten thousand people later. Me and the, what the million million dollar club, right? Yeah. Explain it. So, can I get a million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, no, no. Got invested. But uh, basically, our software has what's called Millionaire's Club Award. Basically, if you make a million dollars through their software, it's called Credit Repair Cloud. Mm-hmm. They give you like a plaque. So, I wasn't even really keep, keeping up with it. And they just called me one day. It was like, hey, you know, you made a million dollars through our platform. And I'm like, no, but that's pretty amazing. So, it's just good to see all the lives that was impacted. Because that's why our industry, Credit Repair, has such a bad name. Because it is very lucrative. So, a lot of people get in it for money and not truly to help people. So, mm-hmm. I was just focused on helping people and kind of worked out. And that's the truth. Um, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Your boy, <laughs> get the help. Yeah. <laughs> so, like. like I got you right. Well, yeah, I like that because, you know, it ain't, it's not always about the money. And it's about consistency. Like you said with this podcast, I remember when you first started. Um, and people don't understand. Like, it's like if you go to the gym one day for nine hours and then don't work out for two months, what's that going to do? But working out 20 minutes every single day, it, it has an effect. So mm-hmm. it's not about doing one. It's consistency. Small steps over time turn into big wins. So a lot of people want to give up because one or two. I know when my niece first started her TikToks, like mm-hmm. a couple of views. I'm like, baby, you got to focus on the people that's focused on you. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says if you be faith over few, God will make you rule over many. And that's Ooh. just 
what happened, what I'm Jones. saying happened with you. So appreciate it. Yeah, keep going. I'm proud of you. I'm so <laughs> proud you, of you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't nobody tell me they're proud of you no more. But my mama. Oh my, and my god. Daddy. I love that. <laughs> 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 but no, so I like the um the journey though, because mm-hmm. when you look back, you be like, dang, I made it through all this, now I got this to show for it. Did you ever think you have a whole business? I didn't. And I and how I got into business, I had a business partner initially before I branched off and she was just like, Hey, let's start a business and I wasn't doing anything. So she kind of dragged me into it, but I never thought I would be a business owner. I never thought of anything. Basketball was the only thing I loved to do. Mm-hmm. I never even thought. I knew I wanted to go to medical school, but that was just for job security money. Mm-hmm. It ain't nothing about it. I re- the only thing I loved was basketball. So it's interesting. So I was listening to um, Nipsey Hustle one time, and, you know, we talk about money. He's talking about entrepreneurship. He mm-hmm. said, you know, with money, we can't look at it like this thing that, that we got to worship. We got to use money like a tool. You agree with that? Mm-hmm. I think cause I, that's when, that's when I started investing in myself. When I started looking like, all right, I got paid. Let me use my job as my um like my record deal. Mm-hmm. Let me take my job money, and invest it. Let me use the tool. Don't go do no dumb stuff with it. Don't yeah. go don't go spend on. I just buy Puku Jordans. Yeah, <laughs> all kind of I'm stuff. I'm so mad. I sold. <laughs> I gave away so many of my Jordans that I want so bad now. That's what I did. I did the Ooh. same thing when I had what I did like a little. I call it like a not a spiritual cleaning, but yeah, I just got rid of a whole lot of stuff that I knew was holding me back. I need mine now. I can't. Yeah, I want my Jordans. I gave away Jordans. I gave like a lot of Jordans. I want to. I want to play those closet too. I ain't gonna care. I had to make something back. Play those closet that gave me twenty dollars for four pair of shoes, man. I'm so weak. I also hurt though. I took them twenty dollars, oh, man. Oh, oh damn, baby. You know in the hood, you go you go bankrupt in the hood. You say your PS five, PS four, your your joints. Your joints, yep, yep. Over with, over with. It's like a bounce back. Then next time, I know folks start opening these doggone shops. I like selling them for selling, buku. Buying them shoes, I ain't sold on Facebook market. Yep. But I like, come yep. on, man. Black hat folks just sold for twelve months. What? Really? Cat yep. See, oh, you had them too. Man, you had them Jays. We was in. A, I mean, one time we was in. Um, we was in Jordan line together one time from, from he got games. Um, I can't. I was in so many Jordan lines and iPhone <laughs> lines and in them up. We all in them up back in the day. It's when you got to be real sneaky. You had to wait outside mm-hmm. to the open the gate. Yeah. Oh, so you don't be. But you got a little special taste now, though. You don't, you ain't doing just the Jordans. That's you know not true. Don't do that. You know, I, I, be peeping, I be peeping the wealth. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah, I like, I like, I tell people all the time, different people value different things. I mm-hmm. like shoes and purses. Um, But what's crazy is when I first started my business and I was like fasting and stuff, I mm-hmm. said that um, I wasn't going to buy a, a purse until my company made seven figures. I closed on my house and had an investment property. So I set a goal. And it was hard, but you know, I just like to set discipline. You I'm like, it. you know. You did it too. I did it. You did it. It took me, you know, a couple of years, but I did it. Nah, but you did it. I seen the pictures of the crib. You did it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You got all white floor. It's like belly. You ever seen the movie Belly? I haven't. I haven't. All right, when you watch Belly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when it when it went back to DMX how Bundy House, you had the all white floors. Yeah. She got Bundy House. Nah, but <laughs> but nah, I do want to talk about some other things too, cause okay. like Ben. Being a business person, or just being anybody, just period, mm-hmm. your circle got to be a set, a circle that you all kind of hold each other accountable for, and y'all motivate each other. I see that you surround yourself by, y'all all bosses, low-key. Not low-high-key, because I love Destiny. 
Ooh, that's I love dog. Destiny. That's my dog. She been slanging wigs Man, and going crazy. People don't know Destiny <laughs> one who got me back in the gym. For real? In the college, we stayed on the line fooling with Destiny. Now she the one, you know, she got me back going. So how important is your circle? Like how let's do the how important your circle is to you and then how important should your circle be for like just to give advice to other people. Mm-hmm. It's very important. It's one of the most important things to me. Grew up, you know, my family. I'm really close to my family, my friends, line sisters, teammates. Um, and people don't understand the law of environment. You know, people say, you know, it's uh, if I'm hanging around these people, I'm not going to be like, that's not true. If you have a, a pack of healthy dogs and you put an unhealthy dog in that pack, that unhealthy dog is going to eventually get healthy. Vice versa. You have a pack of unhealthy dogs and put a healthy dog over there, that dog is going to become unhealthy. It's the same way. It's just like our accent, our southern accent. Why do we talk like this? Because we see our parents, the people in our house. So we didn't try to start talking about talking like that but that's what we grew up yep. with so it's the same thing whether people want to admit it or not it's true birds will flare the flock together over time so I, if you surround yourself with you know i was i was so against that at first i'm like nah i'm, I'm be i'm me like mm-hmm. can't nobody affect me who in my circle so i'm mm-hmm. like nah but like i start looking around i'm like ooh, i do need to probably not cut them off i need to put them in a, a different distance on different long side of it. yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying long. i still love y'all but i gotta yep. do this different so let me get in the position with somebody else mm-hmm. or a group of people that are doing a similar thing to me are they elevating. Not saying that my other people want to elevate, but it's just we were on a different path. Right. And you have to be careful too because I was talking to somebody and people want to cut people off bad. And I'm like, I wouldn't be friends with who I am now, me, five years ago. Yeah. But who's to say that that person won't catch up? So a lot of people like to cut people completely off, but you have to show them, hey, you have to go and do what you have to do and show them the way and maybe hope that one day they'll come along. Yeah. So you have to, you know, Play it the safe way so you don't just cut people off or the people who's always been, always been there love you. But you just have to show them, hey, this is what I'm doing and this is what we can do if we change together. And eventually, hopefully, they'll catch up. Because I personally, I'm not a fan of that I had to cut people off. I don't mm-hmm. like say, I don't I don't like how people go on social media and say the same thing. Cut them folks off. I'm not into throwing people away. Me too. Especially black people. Yeah. I like I try to even like. You might wild out, do as long as you do nothing too crazy, but yeah. like, but you might wild out have a bad time. I'm not finna just hang up, like throw you away. I'm gonna find yeah. a way. I'm gonna still speak to you. I'm gonna make sure you straight. Then once you get back in your path, come back, kick it. But I do not like the whole cut people off era. I ain't with that. I think some sucker shit. Mm-hmm. Be honest, cause why you don't cut somebody? You been dogs with your whole life just because. They made one wrong decision, or they not doing the same thing. Or you got a Bentley, mm-hmm. and he got an escort, but like I can't be around no broke. They're like, no, nah, I don't like that. Nah, Cause yeah, people, yeah. Cause social media make it seem like yeah. you got to be like this person, and yeah. that's not true. And I'm, not true. I'm not a fan of that. I hate cut off culture, but yeah, nah. you won't. At the end of the day, I've been around a lot of wealthy people. Um, and you see a lot of them, you know, commit suicide and different things like that. Yes, money solves a lot of problems, but you have to be around people you love, too. You don't want to get to the top, and then you look around, and there's nobody. So the only way is to not, not saying give or, you know, handicap people, but empower them to where they can, you know, it feels good when all your people are growing together. You got a group of friends where you all growing together. Some people may outpass others, but eventually, if you look at the common denominator, everybody has progressed. Mm-hmm. Me and Destin was just talking about that um, one of my mentors, Eric Thomas, she was just talking about how I pulled her and I'm like, I can't pull you in that capacity unless he pulled me. And the same thing with her pulling me working out. So everybody pulled each other in different different areas. I did want to ask you about that. How mm-hmm. did you and ET um, connect? I ain't going to lie. When I first found my boy out, I said, oh, I got to listen to him. Then my other homeboy, Pat, he was like, um, 
Hey, you listen, ET like, yeah, listen, ET, I got on, I got on the podcast right now. ET yeah. get you want to run through a wall, man. Yes. So how yes. y'all end up linking up? Um, so basically in college, you had, when he, I don't know if he had first started, but Coach Davis, our men's coach, he was mm-hmm. one of the first ones to get, you know, he came in and was speaking to us mm-hmm. with Coach Davis. And so I used to be in there with Coach Davis and Mike Jr. a lot, and he used to come. Then when we was traveling somewhere, I think it was playing East Carolina, mm-hmm. I met him in the airport, and he gave me the book, and he wrote in it. And I screenshot, and I, and I wanted to show him. I should have sent it to him the other day, and it was in 2011. And so ever since then, that's when we had Twitter and we was following each other on Twitter. And he'll hit me up like, you know, how your game's been going? Because I was mm-hmm. talking to him about struggles I was having like on the court and different things like that. So, you know, how you lose touch. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't on Twitter as much anymore. So I went overseas and came back and he was advertising a conference, the 1% Club Conference mm-hmm. in Dallas. It was 2018. So me and my friend Stormy went and. When we got there, I'm like, I know he ain't going to remember me. They've been like almost, you know, eight, nine years ago. And so we was out there talking to CJ, and I was telling him, you know, that. And so when we was in the conference getting ready to start, he walked in. He was like, where's Amber? Where's Amber? And I'm like, oh, my God, he remembered me. He's like, how you been? What you been doing, girl, et cetera. So that was it. So the next month is so crazy. Um, Jessica was speaking at her nonprofit, and he was the headline speaker. And so he heard me speak before him. And he came up and he was like, I didn't know you was, you know, doing all that. And I, you know, like the way you speak on credit, I want you to speak to my church. And so he flew me out to Detroit and I spoke to his, spoke to his church about credit and been helping him. And he kind of took me under his wing and has been mentoring me. We're going to do a lot of things together, partnerships. So I say all the time, like, every day I wake up, like, is this re- not is this real, but you know how you always look up to your idols and people mm-hmm. that you, and uh, you know a lot of times when you meet people you always looked up to, they're not what it what they seem or what mm-hmm. you would think. Like he's literally everything you can imagine. I tell people all the time, my growth and who people see is is him, and so that's why environment is really important. So doing the calls with him and just having him in my life has really like changed me as a person in a dramatic way in a year or two, and so. Um, yeah, it's a blessing, and, and and some days I'd be like, God, like, just thank you just to have somebody like that in my corner because you see what he do to people who he's never met. Yeah. So imagine if you had that relationship with him. Like, he's really the closest something to God. Like, he's literally what you everything you would think and more. It's crazy. He when he texts me and calls me to this day, I still get a little, you know, <laughs> like, you know. Man, I think um, E.T., for you, like, if I end up getting cool with um, Charlemagne, if I meet Charlemagne, yeah, and we get linked up. It's a, I'm gonna be like, I'm hey, little bro. That's um, it's um. But what's crazy is I'm meeting certain people that's connected to him. So like, I feel like it's only a matter of time for it happen. I don't know how it's gonna happen. It might not be. It might. It might be me. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so at the club. <laughs> but I, it's gonna happen, man. I, I ain't gonna lie. Most of I say I'm gonna do. It gonna happen. It may not happen. Boom, when I want to have, but it happens. It's going to happen and when it's freaking. supposed to happen. It be freaking. You mm-hmm. know what? I be telling people about that time thing, like, too, man. Like, sometimes. People understand. You ain't time, ready. It don't be your people time. People be want stuff, and and I and that's what I feel like with, with wealth with me. Like, God, he, you're not going to get anything until you're ready to handle it. If you if if you had gave me a million dollars eight, nine years ago, I would have <laughs> had the, I would have had everything you can imagine. Every purse, every, you, you know, God, he give it to you when you're yeah. ready. So, it's the same thing, you know. So that's why you gotta be preparing yourself, making sure you want your stuff, doing what you're doing, and that's why lately I've been trying to um, I call it well, I'm not I call it, but people say you making space. I really been just making space for 
my blessing to come through because I don't want to be put in a position where I get it and I just fumble the bag. Fumble it, yeah. yeah, I don't want to fumble the blessing, so I try to make sure I got this going on. Mm-hmm. I got my search, my situation, mm-hmm. my relationship. Like I ain't that relationship. But I do got a relationship. Yeah, that's all care. that matters. You made me go to um, Church of Highland. Yeah. And then they had they want me over with the uh, cappuccino they had in the um, building, too. I'm so weird. And they, had, and they had donuts. I said, bro, I ain't going nowhere else, yeah. man. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere else because I stay on 280. Yeah. So I just drive straight to the one. Uh-huh. And I was, well, yeah. Yeah, I, that church changed my life. People, you know. I said, yeah, that's what I said. This is what I said um, at the end of the day, which, again, is what you have. You have to do what's best for you. And not worry about what people say. You pray. You have your own relationship with God and do what you do. That church changed my life. At the end of the day, I've been going to church since forever. But like I tell my mom, you know, she going down white folks' church. Yeah, that's how did. I had to hear from my mom every <laughs> Sunday. But I'm like, and it's and I feel like this is what we feel as African American smaller Baptist churches and different things too. It's like it's something they're doing to bring all these people to Christ. Like look and see. Instead of talking about it, look and see type thing. Um, that's the first time I actually had a relationship with God. And so to this day, even after the stuff happened, that's when I was really getting strong in my faith. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type where I know the word come through the person. Mm-hmm. So I ignored that. I couldn't afford with he's the a, pandemic. He's a, he's a the vessel. Yeah, with the pandemic and where my faith was, and I, I couldn't afford to not go at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, like now, you know, I'm venturing, you know, try I know, I know that. Uh, my ending is not there. I know mm-hmm. God is pulling me. I literally just posted this with my close friends. I know God pulling me somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate him and that church and what they did. But I know God pulling me somewhere else. But no matter, a lot of people said a lot of stuff about me. But again, I knew it was my faith. And I couldn't afford to not go at that point from a faith standpoint. I yeah. have to be in church. I just couldn't. So Because you, you also posted one time and said, if you met me five years ago, I'm not the same person. Like you yeah. gotta read me. So you don't not, know me. How, so what made you um? What made you get this um? Not get this faith, but like what made you get more um devoted to the faith? The Church of the Highlands in 2018. I got rebaptized, and then I connected with Eric in 2019. Mm. Yeah, that church and him. Damn. Simple, common denominator. I don't care. When she thought, when she started going to highlight, man, I said I'm gonna get a lot of blessings. Said, Let me try to get somebody to roll up on me. Next day, drove up to the church. I ain't gonna lie. When I started going to Highlands, I ended up getting my job where I work at now. <laughs> like, just going back to church. It ain't necessarily had to be the Highlands, but I had to go do something. Something. Because I wasn't going yeah. nowhere. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Works and, for you. and I really don't talk about it, but I'm churchy in the mug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, my mama had me in church, like, every Sunday. So, mm-hmm. so like, sometimes I ain't told you that. Cause I might I might get a little lit. And I'd be like, you know, God got this for you. It just come out of nowhere. Then I just turn it back off. Because, you know, growing up, people made fun of you. You go to church every Sunday going up. It's black trauma. I'm so, so weak. So, <laughs> you know, you Sunday know. school, Sunday yeah. school. Oh man, I don't cap. My mom put me in the uh, youth choir one time. I was that motherfucker. Uh, pause. My bad. I was up there in front of the church with a meme mug the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do this, man. And so, like, so I was mad. But then, like, I appreciate it though, because a lot of stuff that was instilled in me, I still use to this day by going. So, you know, that's why I'm real big on faith and just and on uh, the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I get it, man. So, we're going to take a little break right quick. So, yeah. So, you're, you're a real boss. Now, let me ask you this. I know sometimes with the role of being uh, uh, CEO, CFO, or anything when you just in charge, you're a supervisor or whatever, do you bring that mentality like to your personal life, though? Or do you know when to cut it off? Um, I feel like I do because 
I don't have kids. Um, I don't have a significant other, so it's not like a nowhere I got to turn it off. So the people that is in my life that's personal, like nieces and people, like I'm still trying to help them. So they, I'm the person that is trying to help everybody progress and get better from a financial standpoint, from a personal standpoint. So they know, you know, everything. They be like, oh, you're too serious. But, you know, as long as you're getting better, especially my niece, I have to keep her on, you know, track. Because I see her and myself. I, I get it. Everybody young. I tell her, dude, yeah, I look, that's, I wish I have to, had to live a little more when I was younger. <laughs> but just know I need to be here to balance you out and tell you what's, what's right. Being that athlete, though, it keep you kind of like, in college, my first three years in college playing sports, it was like I missed out so much just living because you on that you on that schedule boom 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 boom, boom 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 every day everything tight. If then, I wasn't athlete, I'm telling you what I would have been doing. It turned up, man. Turned up every night. Cause <laughs> I sure was turned up when I started playing. We right. turned up. So can you, speaking of your niece, so you say you had a conversation with your niece and she told you you raise your voice when you um you talk a lot to her. Mm-hmm. Like is that is that cause like you trying to teach her away or are you trying to like you, that's why I asked you do you know when it cut off to being a boss and you know just kind of mm-hmm. dial it down a little bit I mean one of the most things again I got it from here one of the most things that I'm big on now you have to be aware aware of yourself your strengths your weaknesses all of that and so granted she my niece and there's nothing wrong with you know fussing when it's time to fuss but I did realize hey you know I am a little too you know, hard, I I maybe holler or, or get frustrated with her in situations where I need to be a little more patient. So I try to, you know, listen, because just because you're the person in authority does not mean that you don't have stuff to work on yourself. And I did realize, too, that I would over-talk people, especially, like, younger people like her. I was really big on cutting people off. If I had something to say, like, go ahead and say it. So that's one thing that I've really been intentional on the last couple of years because I'm like, dang, when people – I do kind of cut people off, I do. So just taking a step back, even if it's somebody beneath us or needs, like – Am I? Is this really an issue? Could I really get better at that? And I and I could. So you're not a you're not a person that's against criticism. No. Like some people take criticism real wrong. Like you can have a whole debate with somebody, an argument, with, and it'd be like they're trying to help you be better, but you be so thick headed. Like you yeah. can't tell me what to even, do. Even even if they're wrong, or I feel like it, I still see what they're saying and see. Okay, I'm gonna look a little deeper. Could it be, you know, something? And a lot of times it is. Ain't none of us perfect. We all got stuff to work on. So like, let's say one of your employees. Come at you like, and I think you should do this, 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 this way, whatever. Like, do you listen to them? Because mm-hmm. if it makes sense, like, okay, but are you like, nah, I ain't trying to hear like, I hired you. Yeah, I do. And we have a, a lot of group conversations on how we can make the company better and progress. And then in small business, you know, it's different too in small mm-hmm. business versus corporate. But yeah, I got a, a open door policy. And if they see something that they think we should be doing better, I definitely listen and, and take heed to it. Mm-hmm. But I used to, I hadn't always been like this. It's like my way of no, I'm like my way of no way. I know I'm right uh, type person. A, a lot of times I was right because I'm yeah. smart, but I had to really work on that because I used to not listen to it. Like, I, this is how I feel and this is what it's going to be. That's how I used to be. What made you change? Like, well, how is this? this personal take? development. Yeah, personal development. You got to be aware of yourself. That's the only way you can go forward is being aware. That's the only way we can get better. How big is confidence with doing what you do? Everything. Confidence is everything. And that's what. He talked about, like, he talked about average skill, phenomenal will. Somebody with average talent can beat somebody with skill. That's why basketball, you know. The will to win. Yeah, teams uh, that ain't as skilled beat talented teams every single day. It's the same thing, consistency and confidence. And we see it now. We're in 2023 social media. Somebody that's consistent and confident, eventually, 
Even if they don't know, I've seen people in my industry that's putting information. They don't know what the hell they talking about. Look up. <laughs> it's it, that's the secret sauce to everything. It's, it's confidence and consistency. Yeah, it's two C's. And so that's what I've been working really big on. And so that's with me. I'm not so just to admit with me. I'm not a huge like marketer. I'm not good at posting about my business a lot. Like on from a on my page standpoint. Mm. And so that's why I've been posting my workouts every morning. It wasn't about anybody else initially because of course it helped and that's why we do what god tell us to do of course it has helped other people but it was more so for me because i'm like being an athlete is what come first and what's natural with me so if i can get consistent at posting my workouts every morning then hopefully one day i can get consistent posting my business and posting information because business was new mm -hmm. to me this stuff is new i've been an athlete my entire life so it's really hard for me to post about my business but it's not hard to post about that so that was the reason of me posting consistently working out every morning was to try to get consistent in my business eventually. And so, of course, that has taken time. But, again, one day you're going to look up, and I'm going to be consistent at it, and people going to think it happened overnight, but it took years yeah. to get, yeah. I so think, I'm in the midst of it now. Not to cut you. I think when you post your stuff on social media, like when you're supposed to be in the gym, people kind of start holding you accountable for it, like, you ain't been in the gym, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like dang, so I got to post this video. I got to mm -hmm. do it for me now because I don't be no uh, hypocrite. Like, I keep telling people be consistent. I'm mm -hmm. skipping the gym, whatever, so. Yeah, when I got sick one time, like in March, I got really sick. And I couldn't work out for like two two weeks. I had so many messages. Hey, I miss you. And that's when I realized, hey, this really helping people. Hey, I miss you. I miss your morning quotes. Like, you good? You, you know. Yeah. And so that helped, it helped me too. Like, cause I know people, cause a lot of times I get back from the gym and I know I got a lot of work to do, but I know people be looking forward to my, you know. How important is the team though? Like a lot of people want to be business owners. They want to do entrepreneurship, but they, they want to try to do everything by themselves, which is damn near possible, depending on what you do. Like how important is the team? I tell people this all the time. Everybody want to be Jordan. But Jordan couldn't. Okay. And so this is how I look at it. If you look at that Jordan team back in the day, guess what? You know who Dennis Rodman, Scott, and people, you know the whole team. But I have no idea who the other all-stars was that year in the NBA. Like, people don't understand. Like, it's so important. And for me, I feel like God put me in this role. I'm a natural supporter. My natural role is to, is to support, not to be. I was never the team captain. I lead more by example, not with my voice. I was never the team captain. So people have to understand that. You look at Amazon, you look at different places. Imagine how much money the, the, the number three, four, and five making <laughs> yeah. in that company. Way more than any. You know, I seen a, a Jay-Z uh, interview when he was saying people be laughing about people having 1%, but like 1% of Ace of Space or a trillion-dollar company is way better than 100% of nothing. nothing. I already have 80% of something, 100% yes, of nothing. Yes, so, yeah. <laughs> Stop them gems. So that's how I feel about that. Man. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you run the show. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no I'm just hitting. <laughs> no, nah, I like that. I like that energy because we all, we live in this world now where everybody want to be selfish. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, bro, some people can't be entrepreneurs. Somebody got to be the number two, number mm -hmm. three. I got a question. And I. What's the question, bro? So what do you say to a person who knows a little bit about credit? Fixed their credit before, got mm -hmm. themselves all the way up to the moon, acquired all kinds of things, and mm -hmm. took care of all kinds of people, and then ended up falling flat on their face again, and don't know which way to go to get back. Um, I mean, Seven that's years. life. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I mean, that's life. Just taking the steps to get it back. So you got two options. Fix it yourself, get
um, accept what it is and take advantage of whatever you can in that, in that standpoint and realize that, again, you're in a predicament. You can either go two ways, up or down. So, granted, it ain't going to happen overnight. We're going to not be back at probably 750 800 overnight. But, again, with time, anything can happen, especially with credit. So, definitely get it fixed for sure and tackle the issue. And what a lot of people do and what I realize and what I was guilty at initially is and that's why I said with my friends, we're going to start having, like, when we meet up, we're going to have some financial means. Like, people don't write down all your bills. We be so scared to look at the bills that's coming mm -hmm. out to to write it down. That's the hardest part is knowing what the hell is going on. When you know what's going on, that's the you will feel so much better that, okay, I know I'm in over my head, but at least I know. And yeah. so that's what I say. Always, you know, know and be aware and just start taking the steps and just take it. One day at a time and not look at the whole mountain ahead of you. You got to take it one day at a time. Because if you do look at the mountain, that's what you're going to end up doing nothing. One mm -hmm. step at a time. But yeah, that's life. You have your ups and downs. You're going to win. You're going to lose. You're going to get knocked back down. But keep going. Because life be life. Life, life. To everybody. Whether people <laughs> admit it or not, to everybody. So it's all about, you know, it's not when you're going to get knocked. It's not if you're going to get knocked down. It's when. And so when you had the right mentality and outlook at it, I was talking about death um, to one of my friends because they were saying how how good I handle death now because I had a lot of people close to me in the last couple of years to die um, versus how I used to handle it. And it's just about my outlook on life. Like, I accept God's plan. Even when something bad happens, I accept that this is God's plan. Um, for whatever reason, he had it happen. So we got to we gotta keep living. When my goddaughter passed, um, Last year, when we got to the hospital, the doctor told me she wasn't going to make it. And um, I asked God for the strength to help me be strong for Kayla, my friend, and, you know, the people there. And I didn't cry the entire time we was at the hospital them two days. And so I called Miss Retha, which is my first business coach. I'm like, it's weird because I haven't cried not one time. I was like, I feel kind of weird because yeah. I'm a crier. I'm a, you know, and she was like, did you hear what you said? You asked God for strength, and when he gave you strength, why are you surprised? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So... I'm, it's about man, how you look at stuff. Since we in that space, because, like, my grandma passed last year. Mm -hmm. I lost it, bro. Like, I couldn't do nothing, like, everything. Like, I already had some other stuff I was fighting. And then mm -hmm. when that happened, because me and my grandma, we were super close. Mm -hmm. That was my partner. Mm -hmm. And, but, like, the same token, I cried, I cried. But, like, once everything settled down a little bit, I'm still grieving. But, like, of course. I feel like I came back alive. Like, because I, I seen, okay. This can really happen. Of course, I had folks that I had homeboys to pass, but like my grandma, like with the it's close friends, like ever ever yeah. been to that past the way. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, this not this a one. This really one time. Mm -hmm. I went to see her that the day before she passed the next day, mm -hmm. and I was like, all right, let me start taking everything serious. Like, you only gonna be here so long, so that's why I start coming back. And that was, I can't do the podcast that next day. I can't. I did two of them back to back. I like man. Let's Still, go. what she want me to do, like, but I gotta, mm -hmm. I gotta click in. Like now, like I feel like I became, I gained a, I gained more strength of like yeah. trying to and more awareness of what's going on. Like this, mm -hmm. like, this enjoy life. You gotta keep going. So like, you know, death is. Yeah. I, yeah, but that's why purpose heavy. is so important because you know you got people depending on you know you know somebody that's watching this show it makes their day or they're looking forward to hearing you so that's why I tell people even if it's not within your job you're not making money you have to find a way to impact people yeah. 
So when you're impacting people and you're helping people in whatever way, whether it's laughter, whether it's, you know, it doesn't matter, then it helps you show up and it helps you keep going forward. But if you ain't got nothing to really live for or people that's not depending on you to change their life in some sort of way, it's easy to go into depression. It's easy to get into those spaces. So, you know, when you make an impact and people look at impact different, this is impact. If you're impact is impact. So, yeah, keep going for sure. So, like, I know as a busy person, you know, Running everything you do, and personally, like, what do you do for mental health? Like, what kind of what kind of breaks you going? Because you you busy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I structure. I used to like I tell people all the time when I was building my business, I used to wake up six o'clock in the morning, go sleep two three, sleep a couple hours, do it all over again. I did that for two years while I was building my business, but now like it kind of run itself. I don't have to work as much, so I have balance. But again, when you doing something that, like it. I don't really feel burnt out a lot. Yeah. Um, I do take breaks because, like I said, I don't work as much now, and I mm-hmm. go to the gym in the morning. I don't have a fa- – you know how people still have to, like, take their kids? So I feel like yeah. I have more time because I don't have any extra responsibilities outside of. You know, so I get to sleep a lot or I ain't got birthday parties and stuff to go to on the weekend. So I don't feel this pressure. Yeah. But, um, Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about starting the family? Like, what's, what's, what's holding you back? Not holding um, you back. I don't like to holding you back because people ask me that dumbass question all the time. But, like, how do you feel about that, though? Um, I do. I'm a lover girl, for sure. Certified lover girl? Um, I'm a certified lover girl. <laughs> but I do feel like um, I said once I turned 30, I was going to start dating. And I double tap that like too. <laughs> but once I turned 30, it's like when I was praying, you know, I'm, I'm very good at praying to God now in my prayer time initially, you know, just basic. But now I'm really good. We're going deep in it and just every time I get to praying about a man, it just wasn't feeling right. So <laughs> I just really feel like God got me on a mission right now. And I got a lot of people to help. And because I'm such a lover family person, I feel like it would be a distraction now. Or something would give. And so, I like, my parents has been married 30-something years. And, of course, my mom be on me. She's well, I'm gay or something because I ain't got no man. And I ain't. But um, I just feel like life is long. And how faithful I am with God and how I help people, he ain't going to leave me like that. So, initially, I was like, if I start reaching, like, high risk, I am getting my eggs froze. I was like, mm-hmm. I just give me a donut and go on by my business. But the deeper I got into faith, I know the Bible created man for woman. So, I know one day I'm going to have a husband. And if that me, if I'm old, if I got to adopt, like, I'd really trust whatever God do. So I know one day he's going to give me a family. And so I ain't tripping. Just whenever he give it to me, I'm good. So I took the time. I got myself right. I go home happy every single day. My friends, most of my friends marry. I don't feel away like super happy for them. Like I truly embrace my role. And so me and Morgan, so Morgan Wofford is my vice president in my company. Mm. So she's married. She's pregnant now with her second child. And we talk about that all the time. She don't want the, the responsibility of me. You know what I'm saying? So she get to be my second hand, tend to her family, and et cetera. So people, you have to pick and choose. Like, people want to be an entrepreneur so bad, but they don't understand the difficulties that come with it. Oh, so y'all know what they, y'all really they like, want. They like the sexy outlook. Like, yeah. Like, it look like this. Y'all I talking about do y'all would want, uh, don't want to be an entrepreneur to work your own hours. You go from working eight hours a day to 24. <laughs> people don't understand that. So I really embrace the, the where I'm at. And she, we talk about that all the time. It's balanced. She got a family. She do, you know, and I do this. So. That's how I feel about it. I know it's gonna come. I know God ain't gonna leave me like that. And I'm patient. I'm thirty. I just turned thirty-two. Like life is really long. Life is long. I get it. I get it bad, but not because I'm the only. Shit, damn. Think about it. I, I'm. I'm just all like my you. Friends, yeah, it's all like my friends, I don't know. Yeah. Like here, so we in good company. You know? <laughs> so we lit. You know, but like, but I get the bad rep because you know 
I roll, what you be doing? I roll, what you be doing? I roll a little different. I'm so weird. <laughs> I got a, I got a wild life sometimes. <laughs> so like, hey, I used to have one. They be like, you going? Lie. Are you going to DJ house? What? I said, man, don't tell no folks you with me because I don't get invited no family functions no more, bro. I get, <laughs> I'm so weird. You crazy? I, but I know. I already know my role, man. I'm probably gonna be like Diddy, man. Be like 50 some years old. Give me a Carissa, please. Hey, but hey. I'm cool. Like. Yeah. Do, I, I do want, your thing. I, like, I, I want to get. I, I think marriage is dope. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm ready for that though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then a lot of young folk people get they end up divorced and stuff. So you, as you older, you're more mature. You more, you know, you worked yeah. out the kinks in your life. And especially for men, men can get the girl they want. The more stable they get, so if you're not where you want to be career wise, you don't need to be with no, women anyway. Because I don't want to be. I don't like, be, like when I was broke, bro. I like, bro. You I don't. Can, if you <laughs> if you go out to your goals and get, you can get any girl you want. So that's what you need to be focused on. So that's why I like, I bro. Think. I said, let me get my bag right, cause I don't get the girl that I. No, no, no shade to anybody that I dated before. Like, just an example. Like, I don't want to get with this one girl, right? Why I'm at this way, and then when I get my bag super right, you like I, re- I, it was on. The, I got you because you're in proxy. You see what I'm saying? And it's different if you've been with somebody since college. You know that yeah. that's different. But at this point, you better get that bag because they're gonna bring you the one. I don't care what nobody said. Women like stability. Women like you know. Yeah, man. Mm. I would say it, wait, it's bro. it's true. Run it's, it up. You can have any. I'm telling you. Yeah. Get yourself right. You know, I don't, I all my business, like my, my homeboys back home that, that do business, whatever. I got homeboy do a podcast, um, Harley Initiated, my boy Ryan. Ryan, a year younger than me. We graduated the same thing. He's a genius. Okay, is that the podcast about the win? Um, um, they be going viral talking crazy. Okay, yeah, I met them at the That's Black the, Equity Con. Yeah, his name's Sean. It's Ty Sean and Ryan. Ryan. Okay, so Sean is the one I met. Okay, his 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 um, co-host Ryan. That's like my childhood best okay, friend. Okay, yeah, I love them. We met at the Black Equity Con I, last I met, year, I right met. before their podcast blew up. Man, so look, I was there, like I was with um Ryan, like we they had on that shirt there that said uh, I Alpha forgot. Energy, Alpha something. They probably had nah, some about women. I forgot what it said. Man, ain't no to they be wild now. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but he cool. He cool. Uh, so like, I actually met Ty at the podcast um festival um on in April. But mm-hmm. uh, I already knew Ryan. Ryan be Ryan be putting me on game and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. most of my partners trying to do something that's outside the box. They not married, and it's not because they don't want to be like they got to. We got to focus on this thing. This this is my baby. Yeah, they, this I is my relationship care. right here. Exactly, and this is what I be telling people. It, Dating and get that take time. That take too much time to know somebody. They ain't gotta learn what you like, what you don't like, all this and that. I got stuff to do. It's how I feel. So I feel like when that time come, like I'm gonna be chilling. But but from a man standpoint, I feel like you need to be running, get trying to get your, you know, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I gotta, I gotta have that thing. I gotta have that that one. Yeah, I need like, hey. But I want her to be in a bag too, so like, boom. And I ain't, I ain't want them cats to be like, uh, I said cats are old. I ain't want them dudes that be like, um, what you bring to the table? Just come. Don't even, like, yeah. I, be no bum, but like, we gonna figure it I out. I hate them debates online. Man, it's so, stop it. PSA, we tired of it, bro. But it go, it go viral. It's situational. It go so viral. I be trying to stay away from, but a lot of you talking about talk about this, like, bro. Everybody talking about that. People be surprised that I love Kevin Samuels. For real? That was my guy. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah, to each his own. I think it depends on where you at when yeah. it comes to Kevin. But like everything he was saying wasn't wrong. 
A lot true. hit he the might not say it, it in the best way. Delivery is trash. But deep down to the core, he used to be right, and I used to be laughing because it's true. They called him. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I talk bad about it a couple times, but like, what's your dress size? <laughs> like, oh, you can't be doing people like that. But I get it. But at the same time, like, you call, you know, you know, you know what time it was. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? But that's the athlete in me. I'm not sensitive, so. Being an athlete and then jumping into life, it's totally different. Cause like you it can take, you, so much. you can take getting chewed out. You can take adversity good because like you, the whole time you, your whole life, you, you mm-hmm. training for that. Mm-hmm. You train for if something go wrong to make an adjustment, whatever. Yep. And I think people gotta take. I think every kid to do some kind of sport, some something that teaches them how to uh, build. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, cause now when I be doing my job or whatever, like stuff get hard. Like, let me. How can I adjust this way? My boss might go up, I take that shit, and I keep moving because that, that athlete trained that my dad was a drill yeah. sergeant, too. So, like, I'm. Oh, yeah, you got it on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man. It's a, right. Man, yeah. one time my coach was cussing me out, and Arkansas, Coach Trino, he was just going in on me. I'm sitting like this, too. Like, yeah. why you got that stupid ass looking fast? My dad a drill sergeant, bro. So, like, either you don't say what you got to say, <laughs> right. or let me ride. But, like, I hear you, though. Like, I ain't no disrespect. So, yeah. like, I tell Coach Smith all the time, we couldn't stand that lady in college. We thought she was the <laughs> devil on earth. But I thank her so much now because we are who we are because of that lady. Like, nothing can really break us. We used to be about to die, like, literally. So, mm-hmm. So, you say, oh, so you man, dog. We the mm-hmm. same person, low-key. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little better than the song. She's a little bit better than me. But, you know, so <laughs> I'm getting there, man. Got to get that energy. You know, we networking, but, yeah. um. Oh, what else I had? I had a whole lot I wanted to ask you because I don't get to see you all. I get to see you in passing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about consistency. Um, your your magic man will walk through the door. I'm be hating. Um, so uh, <laughs> let's see. So I I don't. I guess with being being where you are now, right? Mm-hmm. What you what's next? What you want after this? Um, right now I'm working on, I'm partnering with one of my rapper clients and we mm-hmm. are starting, yes, and we are starting something called Ghetto University and I'm so excited. I like Peasy. I love him. I like Peasy. Peasy, Peasy hard, bro. I love him. But I like all Detroit music too. Yeah. And, um. How'd that link up? So basically. That's random. So Marcus Crenshaw, he owns like women's, uh, the women's basketball sports agency, the mm-hmm. fam. Um, of course, it was basketball friends, mm-hmm. and he's from Detroit. He know Peasy, and so he called me one day last year. And so this is why I talk about like purpose and helping people. Because at this point, this one I had just hired our company. Like I wasn't doing the consultations or the calls in my company anymore, and I was just talking about how for whatever reason I was feeling empty. And I didn't know why then, but later I realized because I get fulfilled talking to people. So me doing the consultations on the phone, helping the person, I was helping them. Like, that gave that gave me fulfillment. And when I had to step out of that role to grow the company and do, every day I was feeling, like, uneasy, and that's yeah. why. And so at that point, like, I don't do any consultation. You have to pay to talk to me now. And Marcus called and was like, hey, you know, I'm here with PZ. I didn't know who he was. And he was like, I need you to help him. You know, he ain't got this, 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 this. And I'm like, you know, you know, I ain't doing nobody one-on-one. He's like, I'm telling you, I need you to, you know, do this for me. I'm like, okay, like, okay, for you, okay. (laughs) And so when we got to talking, I fell in love with him because, and what I realized is, you know, we're rappers and a lot of them. And so, you know, I focus on athletes and stuff, but I realized I love working with entertainers and rappers because I realized 
us athletes, we've been coached and our hand been held all our life. It's mm-hmm. like pulling teeth, you know, dealing with athletes. But it's like they've been hustlers all their life. Yeah. they real business owners. They just, you know, it's didn't a, know how to get it together. So he do everything I say. Very smart guy. And he said, Amber, I knew I needed to do something. I just didn't know how. I knew I needed help. I just didn't know how. And so from that day on, that's how my high priority program got started. And, yeah, I do everything for him, even stuff that's not in our program. Yeah, I realized he didn't have it, and he's such a great guy. He's such a great guy. I had to help him. And so my birthday was coming up. I woke up at my sleep one day, and I had because his nickname, Big Ghetto. Yeah. And he always said he wanted to help upcoming artists and, you know, help people. He's a big helper. And so he had asked me, like, what I wanted for my birthday. Um, and I'm like, you know, I don't know. Let me think about it. Yeah. And so I called him. I was like, I know what I want. I want you to be my business partner, and I got this idea. Ghetto Universe and he love it and so that's dope. That's what we that's about hard. to do. Peasy yeah. hard though. I've been listening to Peasy like for years. I listen to Peasy. I listen to on Ice Wave Vezo. And so like I I said I said no. She was my <laughs> boy. I was like, yeah. I like that was he's hard, such though. a great dude. He Man, is. I like that for you. Thank you. And that's so me. yeah. So that's when I'm moving into like mentoring, coaching, and so. We'll see where I be in that program when this pop off. So mm-hmm. I'm be pulling up. Or I got my uh, I'm in Ghetto yeah, University up yeah. in there somewhere. But yeah, yeah. it's gonna be lit. Mm-hmm. Dang man. So yeah, that's what's new. That's what I'm working on now currently. That and then just you know working with Eric, just figuring out what I'm gonna do from a speaking standpoint, a coaching standpoint. How you like about how you like um speaking engagement? Like it's something you enjoy doing. Like do you get nervous? I'm always, I was the type where before I played any basketball game from when I was five, even if I knew it was going to win by 100, I used to have to go to the bathroom and use it, <laughs> literally before every game. I just always been that type. And so what I learned is you are who you are. You was born who you are. I'm a naturally nervous person. Like, yeah. before I do anything, I, that's just who I am. But it's like the tip off, then you be straight. Yeah. But I've just learned to accept that that's just. Yeah, I feel like always. if you don't get nervous about doing something that you love, you don't care about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ain't no passion behind it, like because yep. you don't care. Like you wouldn't be nervous. You don't care. You yep. just go out there to do whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Some people and it come a lot of that come with confidence too. So now when I speak or when I got to do something, it's a lot easier. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like even coming here, like I was thinking about it a little, but it ain't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and I had to speak the other night, so it's a lot easier now. And that comes with confidence and consistency. So I don't want to be just a speaker, but I know God put me in position to speak and teach people. So I'm just not a speaker, but I do speak. Cause I never thought I'd be doing podcasting. Me either. When I <laughs> when you first hit me up, I'm like, huh? I ain't think I like, bro. I like. And look at you running your mouth. I love. But it. I talk a lot though. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I talk. Yep. My people know, but like, I'm like all man. I ever heard him say, "What hoop star? What's up, hoop star?" I keep the move because like, I be, you know, mm-hmm. I don't like being people way. So I like because people got stuff to do. I'm like, let me speak and go and keep going, but um. Yeah, I mean, you no, know, it's my love. I'm really proud of you. Thank you, man. See, I just go watching um Big Tick in the basement. Uh-huh. Ricky Lake, uh, Jerry Murray. Like I always want to do something in entertainment black. Yeah. Try rapping. I was trash. You know, every athlete try to rap like that shit not working. I can't rap what I want to rap about, so like, yeah, nah, I can't do that. So <laughs> so like let me so like when I found out about podcasting, like Boom. Yeah, perfect. Like, okay, I can do this. Like, I'm slick, funny, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I can hold a conversation. And I know I make people feel comfortable. Facts. So, like, let me tap into this. And then, boom, I found somebody. Then the, the studio I had, when I first started talking, my, he was like, man, this is good. I'm like, for real? Boom, we worked together and he ended up doing some more stuff. And I mm-hmm. found them. Mm-hmm. i like, oh, I need to come record here. And then, yeah. shit, I just been, they've been helping me Ever get better. Ever since. And we lit. Wow. Divine so, timing. Like you said, something gonna work out. Like I never would yeah. thought, and I like I can't do no podcast in Birmingham. Like don't buy a studio. 
Damn, my boy Hootie like, we got a studio we making this whole tight studio coming away, so I ain't record for like a couple months. Mm-hmm. Soon they open them motherfucker up, I can't, I'm like the second person. Maybe yeah. I'm the first person. You was actually the first person, bro. Man, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see how this ends. I can't wait to see how this ends. For real? Y'all want to open for real? Nah. I just had so much faith in people. Like, if I see you got something going on, wow. I try to, I, I'm, I'm invested in like, when she started being like, boom. Wow. I trust her. I like. I'm gonna just here. And with my shit fucked up here, dude, do this. I knew she gonna make it happen. I knew she gonna fuss it, but she she made it happen. When I seen y'all the pie, like man, look, I just, I ain't no dead from a can of paint. Just met him, mm-hmm. but I knew the other people. I knew Hootie, on their business owner. I like him and I stopped. Yeah. And the, all of them, I knew those two people. I ain't no star. I knew stock and passing, but like when I got around them, it like we came family. Mm-hmm. So I was like, bang, like nigga. Bang, that's see, I love hearing <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, connection. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow. Man, I, like, I just gotta make this. Like, I just gotta make this pop. Yeah. And then shoot, I made a. I got in a magazine. Um, clip one time, I was like, nigga, what? Somebody referred me for a magazine. Like, niggas fucking with my shit. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then I got. Then I got. Then I made a chart like on the bottom. Like, also, so like people tune in. Listening. Like they listening, listening. So it's power and the voice. So I'm just going because like I'm I'm wow. a talker amongst my people. But, like. I know you grow. I grew up in the South Side. Like you don't just talk to niggas. Like you don't know. You say hey. You keep that shit moving with your people. You know. And people tell me that all the time. That's why a lot of people was hesitant to come to me. So many people thought I was mean and stuck up because I only talked to the people around me for real. Um, yeah, this is me now. You gotta see it when she don't know you. When she had a little look on her face. That's what people say. I, you know, but that's why I said it's just law of environment. If you hadn't read John Maxwell. The 15 Laws of Growth, you got to read it. It's so important. And the first one, we were just talking about your, was pain. So the law of pain, they gave the story of the um, the 9-11. So uh, the pilot of one of the planes, the mm-hmm. wife, people were saying how they didn't see how she, she basically became a big philanthropist. She did a lot of stuff. And it was basically saying when something tragic happens, a lot of pain happens, you have to choose. Are you going to mm-hmm. use it to your advantage or are you going to let it? Because, you know, a lot of people, we you know, we grieve, but a lot of people go in depression. They never the same. But one of the laws is the law of pain. You got to decide how you're going to use pain. Are you going to let it pull you back or are you going to let fact, it? Yeah. So yeah, that's a good book, though. It's the law of pain, the law of environment is one of them. It's awesome. That's going to be a clip, man. Yeah. I would love to keep you all day, but I know I can't, though. But, like, I do want because your business is financial literacy mm-hmm. and helping people get better. And this is bad therapy with a bad therapist. So <laughs> I need, give me three bad things that you don't, that people do with credit that they got to stop doing. That you see most common you got to fix. Yeah, number one, look at credit as if it's money because it's not. You have to leverage credit. So if you don't have a plan to leverage credit, don't use it. Um, just get it to have it. Uh huh. Two, um, people don't realize that payment history is the biggest part. So people will miss a payment on a twenty dollar credit card, and that keep us from getting us. Uh, that'll keep from getting a two hundred thousand dollar house because it's about trust. The bank say if you can't pay this little two hundred dollar card, how can I trust you with a two hundred thousand dollar house? Yeah. So you know, payment history, and then understanding that we're, we live in a capitalist world. So you have to have credit. People are big on, ah, oh, you don't need no credit cards. My parents, everybody said it. We live in a capitalist 
nation. You have to have credit to get ahead unless you was inherited money. So when we trying to grow with anything like, you know, this podcast, my business, when I start getting on social media, the people who have leveraged it, what they do pay for ass. You got to be able to pay it. If you get a credit card on the business side and you got 20,000, you got time to leverage. So if, if it's personal, you don't have a business, you look at it different, but a business, you have to get as much credit as you can to leverage it because that's how you get ahead fast and get the way you're trying to go faster. So that three bad. Give me three good things that can help them. Um, good things that can help them is one, it could change your life because you can have no money, but if you have discipline and you get credit to start your business, then let's say somebody wants to do this, this photography, you can get credit to buy everything you need to make the money to put you ahead. Mm. Two, you can get assets in your business name that's not in your personal. So when you're going to buy a house, you know how you debt the income. If your car is in your business name, that debt is in your business, so it doesn't affect your debt when you're going to get what you need. So, uh -huh. I, I could buy a house with my business credit. Yeah, but you gotta uh, to pay twenty percent now. Yeah, it's I wouldn't. Re it depends on where you are, but okay. that's that's kind of difficult to do. What's number three? Number three, the good part about credit is um, you get the points. So you have to buy stuff anyways. For me, I got about 2 million American Express points. That's about $20,000. So the stuff you have to buy every day anyways, if you pay it off every summer, I could take a free, I could do what I want at this point. All my flights I buy with my points because it's stuff you got to buy, especially if you live working a product base or have a product based business, you have to buy a lot of stuff anyways. The points. That's how rich people live free. And so that's why credit card companies is a trillion dollar industry because guess what? 99% of people going to carry a balance and they going to make the interest. But there's that 1% of people who use it a lot, who paid off every month, who get to reap the benefits. That's the point. The point of credit cards was to have the benefit. Mm. But most people not going to do right. But oh. the people who do live free. Forever off that business stuff. And that's a free game for y'all people. Because yeah. she charged, you heard, consulting fee. <laughs> 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 so look, y'all got look, you gonna do a little business plan, might do get 10% off mentioning bad therapy. Oh, for sure. You might throw that in yeah, there, but yeah, um, I got y'all. I got y'all. <laughs> uh, you wanna let people know your business on uh, handles and mm -hmm. everything? My Instagram is Coach Amber Jones at Coach Amber Jones. Um the link to all our services, you could text the word LifeKey, L-I-F-E-K-E-Y, to 38470, and that'll send you the link to pretty much everything that I have going on, websites and all of that. <laughs> text the word LifeKey, L-I-F-E-K-E-Y, to the number 38470. Boom, and y'all know everything where to find me at, man, but this, if it's your first time tuning in, I'm Hustle underscore Porter on IG. That's the main page. Podcast page is the underscore bad therapist. And so where does bad therapist come from? Okay, so look. I, I need a backstory of All the right, name. So I get good advice and I get bad advice. Okay. Sometimes my delivery be real bad. Okay. And then sometimes I let people hang themselves figuratively with other shit. So like uh -huh. when they go left, I like, okay, come talk to me now. This shit went wrong, so let's talk. Or, and it just came from, like, people always calling me with a bad news, and I had to help people. Like, every time I be a little kid, people yeah. always feel like they can talk to me. So, like, mm -hmm. and I used to want to be a therapist. Mm. Oh, why people saying you my shit? I just do <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And everybody, so, like, man, then, the, really, the bad was to throw it off because I'm not licensed. Mm -hmm. So, this is the first time people hearing this. So, like, I'm, I won't be a therapist, I like but it. I can't be a, a real oh, therapist. So, I'm not, so, bad, I like so, it. like. I just like when I like hearing people talk. I like hearing people talk to me about the issues. I don't judge people. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you don't care. 
and him, she, them, they, all that. Mm-hmm. Alphabet community, I don't disrespect. Relatable, like, right. Like, I'm, come talk to me. If you got a problem, I don't care. Or, no, just my friend, family, I don't discriminate, nothing. So, mm-hmm. like, and like, so just, just holler at me. You got a problem? I can know you for 20 minutes. You going to talk to me. I'm not going to judge you, whatever your situation is. So, like, let me use my platform. Because these phone call conversations turn into this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, like, man, so I'm going to flip it bad therapy with the bad therapy. So, like, awesome. boom. I love it. Look, I love it. it. I can't wait to see. Yeah. And then. Everybody do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, not to, I'm a solid dude, but like, I don't need, you know, I don't fool too many people. Like, I just, I like who I like. I communicate who I communicate with, but like, I ain't doing no weird shit. And then, so, you know, I'm a cool nigga. So, you all come talk to me. You know, this is going to get bigger than life. I love it. And then, oh, yeah. Follow me on TikTok, too, because TikTok, people love. I hadn't even got on the TikTok Man, my TikTok is her supporter, man. You know, we just did another. Oh, we did 11K on the, on the clip today. Really? I be going crazy on TikTok. On the ticket? Yeah, you know. Okay. Instagram be hating. But we don't get it right, man. But subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube page. Same handle, Bad Therapy with the Bad Therapist. Uh, we be a, we be back next week. I'm coming every week. We do episodes now, man. Uh, you know, we the Content Factory, the number one studio in Birmingham. No disrespect, but it's just it's what it is. We got a camera. We got multiple rooms. We got, we Let's get the picture go. Taken, and we lit, man. We yeah. out. Peace.